Welcome to the Awakening Podcast Network. Get ready for an inspiring audio from this cutting-edge voice. You can find more podcasts at awakeningpodcasts.com. You want to go deeper? Get equipped to overcome and walk in God's purpose for your life at Awakening House of Prayer's online campus. You'll experience an online family, preaching, teaching, and prophetic impartation for victorious living. We have over a thousand members online hungry for what God is saying and doing in the earth. Visit ahop.online today and join our family. AHOP TV empowers believers with spirit-inspired messages and strategic equipping that accelerates your spiritual growth. You can subscribe to stream weekly content from Awakening House of Prayer, conferences, and other exclusive content to stir your hunger and encourage your heart. Visit us online at ahop.tv. Welcome to The Jennifer LeClaire Show. I'm interviewing some awesome guests and sharing personal insights along the way to stir your faith. Hope you enjoy it. Good evening, everyone. Jennifer LeClaire here with you, Senior Leader at the Awakening House of Prayer. I am here with my dear friend, Jojo Dawson. We are collaborating together tonight uh, to talk about dreaming with God. Jojo has a, a thriving church, war church, uh, in Texarkana, as well as the Roar Network. So he's making a loud roar out there in, uh, in, in Texas and beyond with his itinerant ministry. Uh, Jojo, why don't you just give a shout-out to the people? I know everybody's so excited that uh, we're joining forces on this tonight. Amen, and it's an honor to be here. And I'm just extremely excited about what the Lord is doing in this hour. And I really believe that over the next few years, so many people are about to step in to the life, Jennifer, that they've always dreamed of. In fact, God is dreaming through them, but people are about to live the best life they ever have before in their life. I I agree with that. And, you know, you and I uh, together uh, sort of uh, walked through some challenging times. We walked through some major transitions. And actually, you were one of the very few people that I shared you know, some of my transitions with, and you cheered me on. You are a real cheerleader. So, you know, everyone listening tonight and those who are listening later uh, uh, via the recording, you know, Jojo Dawson is, a, is an exhorter. He's an encourager. He's the guy that you want in your corner when you're in the fight of your life and when you're, you're fighting for your dreams. So uh, I just thank you for, for being a friend and for, for encouraging me to, to follow my dreams because, hey, you know what? I'm living in the dream now, and so are you. Amen. You know, there's one thing that, in my life, Jennifer, there were so many times I was thinking, if I would have just had a man or woman of God in the, my corner of life, what could I have done? But then I also remember times when different people would pull me aside and speak into my life. I've had numerous times different men and women of God will pull me aside and said, hey, man, how's it going? I'm like, good. No, no, no. Now tell me the truth. And, and they would just speak into my life, and it helped open up something in everybody I know has greatness from God inside him. God has never sent anybody to planet Earth without a breathtaking purpose. And most people have forgotten that or don't even believe it anymore. Well, yeah, and and, and that's because, 
Sometimes our parents who love us tell us things about us that aren't true. Uh, sometimes our school teachers while we're growing up throw water on our dreams. Sometimes, you know, life's failures knock us down. The devil beats us up. There's a lot that works against people. And, you know, I just feel like tonight, you know, if, if, if the people that are listening to the sounds of our voices can walk away inspired knowing that, look, you know what? Like Jojo said, God created you for greatness. Apart from Christ, you can't do anything, but you are in Christ. Nothing is impossible with you. Whatever dreams, I just feel even now that there's some people that just, they, 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 they gave up on their dreams and they're dialing into this call tonight hoping for, you know, some kind of spark. Let me tell you something. The Holy Ghost is going to light you up. You can pick up that dream that looks like it's dead and you can run with it. You can run with God. God put that dream in your heart. He intends to help you see it come to pass. I just want everybody to be encouraged. Yeah, And, you know, there's no limit to God and there's no measure to God. So why in the world would the children of God think that there's a limit to us or a measure mm. to us. It says if we draw near to God, he'll draw near to us. So when do we quit drawing near? You know, the word retirement is not in the Bible. It may be in the, the secular world that we work in, but our walk with God, there's never a retirement. What we're doing for the Lord, Jennifer, there is no such thing as a retirement. And if God tells somebody to write, they're going to be a writer. Some people say, I guess I'm going to write a book. No, you're not, because you become addictive. And when you write your first book, you're, you're addicted, and you've got to get your second one and your third one and your fourth one. If he's called you to preach, you don't preach one message. You preach multiple messages. And, and if you're a voice to a nation, a lot of times it goes to nations. We have limited God by our thinking. God, there's no limit to him. We limit ourselves. And like you said a while ago, the closest voices to us, Give us good advice, but not God advice. Our moms, our coaches, our teachers, our friends, our coworkers, they limit us. You know what people teach you? Now, when you get older, get you a good job. But does anybody ever teach you when you get older, create the vision that God has given you? Create the mm -hmm. God-given dream inside of you. Go ahead and dream wild. Go ahead and say, God, what do you want me to do? Where do you want me to go? But everybody just tells you, you just got to get a good job. You got to get a good paycheck. You got to get good insurance. But I want to tell somebody today, you are about to live your best life. You are going to dream. You are going to entrepreneur. And I'm going to tell you, my friends, I rebuke every limit somebody's put on you. I rebuke every measure that somebody's put on you. You can do anything that God says you can do. And he has to be the absolute loudest voice in your life. That is so good. I can just feel the faith of people rising even now because you're right. We've been taught to play it safe. Go for the safe job. Go for the safe house. Go for the safe spouse. Go, you know, play it safe. But, you know, faith is oftentimes a risk. And if we're going to dream with God, he's going to, he, you know, I know from experience and so you, he's going to stretch us beyond our comfort zone. He's going to stretch us beyond what we think is possible. That's why we, that's, otherwise faith wouldn't be necessary. But you know what? God never lets us down. The Bible says that those who hope in the Lord will never be put to shame. But it's these limiting beliefs. It's, 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 
it's, oh, I don't have enough money, or I'm not educated enough, or how about this, I don't have enough time. You know what? There's a lot of things in the natural that can uh, try to uh, cloud our supernatural vision, but we have to stop getting so bogged down by what we see with our natural eyes and do what the Bible says and walk by faith not by sight. God is a supernatural God. He can bring money. He can redeem the time. You know, he can bring the, the people around you that you need. He can do all of it. But we have to do our part, which is to step out and begin to walk toward the dream that he's put in our heart. Amen. I think the biggest problem with us being Americans is we're used to a democracy where everybody's got a voice, everybody's got a vote. But let me tell you, y'all's life is not a democracy. It's a theocracy. There is but one voice. He is the king. He is the creator. And when the, when the king speaks over your life in the theocracy, that's how it is. His word is his word. But then everybody gets the democracy mindset, and they all think that everybody's got a voice into your life. But what is the one that created you saying? What is he speaking? I even feel there's some people... I'll just go and say, you're going to quit your job within a month, and you know you're going to because the Lord's been telling you to for years, and you're mad, and you're frustrated because you're not walking in all that he's called you to. You've got to listen to the – I tell you, I, I'm running around the house right now, but, but <laughs> when you step in to what the Lord has called you to, when my wife and I stepped out of religious structures and into the God calling, our kids – being 10 and 12 at the time, our oldest two were like, Dad, we can tell your life is better, your marriage is better, you're a better father, there's more peace in the home because you step into your God calling. You can change your atmosphere by just obeying the voice of the Lord. Wow, that is so good. And I remember, I remember when you set out to follow your dreams. And I also remember, because I want to be I want to be uh, transparent with people. I remember both of us when we when we when we walked toward our dreams. There is actual warfare, so I don't want to sugarcoat this. I don't want to you know leave people inspired but not equipped. The enemy will war against your dreams. He's all listen. Here's the thing. He's already warring against your dreams. That is why many times you have played it safe. That is why many times you've allowed people to to be a louder voice than God's in your life. The voice of fear coming through your mom or the voice of doubt coming through your dad or whatever. There will be a war. There's always a war. But once you determine in your heart that you're going to do what God has told you to do, that you're going to obey his voice, once you determine that come hell or high water, you're going for it, then let me tell you something. There is a grace. There is a peace. There is the provi- It's there. It's there. Yes, you'll have to fight for it, but it's there. And here's the thing. Many people are scared of the fight. Let me just set you free from that. You will never lose a battle that God leads you into. So, Amen. and then the other, and the other side of it, people think, well, did I really hear the voice of God? The enemy will try to make you think that as you step out into into your dream, as you step into that transitionary period where, okay, you've left what's safe, but you haven't seen the dream come true yet, the enemy will try to make you think you didn't hear from God. You've got to break and bind that voice. You've got to go back to that moment when you knew that you knew that you knew that God was speaking to you, that peace, that joy, that excitement, that Holy Ghost, you know, enthusiasm that you had. You've got to grab onto that because I know when I walked through my transition on the way to my wild dream coming true, man, I, I mean, it was almost like double-mindedness attacked me. It was, it was, it was, uh, it was a real battle, but I had to keep my eyes on the prize. 
Amen. That is that is so good. And you know, we also have to realize this that our God has never lied and he's not going to start with anybody on this call. He's not going to tell you to step out and do something and then say, wait a minute, you know what? I messed up. I changed my mind. I'm not going to provide for them. I'm not going to put the right people around them. I'm not going to strengthen them. I'm not going to let them get through this. No, no. He's going to protect you throughout the whole way. This is where you've got to trust the Lord. You've got to trust God with everything that you have. Now, to reach your God-given dream, to, to dream wild with the Lord, you're going to have to have an all-in moment. The all-in moment mm-hmm. is when everything, I'm talking your, your, your mind, your heart, your, your finances, you've got to say, I'm all in. There's no backing up. There's no returning. You've you got to slaughter the ox. You've got to burn the plow. I'm in with you, man of God. I, I'm going forward. I, am, I have nothing to go back to. And I've never seen anybody that's done that with that much commitment and failed ever. Wow. That's a good word. Yeah, because if you're not all in, then you're in and out. You got one foot in and one foot out. And that is real where the real mental warfare will, will really start to get the best of you when you haven't made that all in decision. Because once you make that decision, see, people make decisions. You know, they make a decision, you know, to go on a diet or they make a decision, you know, to get up earlier to pray or they make it. But until you make a quality decision, an all in decision, the enemy will keep trying. But there comes a point. When the enemy sees, you know what, they're determined. And the warfare, I'm not saying it ever completely stops. We, we go through seasons of war. But in your transition to your wild dream, to your God-sized dream, I love some of the, some of the uh, Jojo-isms that are in your book, God-sized dreams, because it, 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 you should make it plain and you make it simple. But once you're all in, it, it's like the enemy almost just has to loosen his grip because he sees it's not going to work and he's going to go mess with somebody else. That is true. And and like Jennifer said, there's going to be a lot of fear that comes your way. But when your dream overrides the fear, it it won't get you down. It's just another obstacle. And, you know, there's going to be mountains in your life. There's going to be obstacles. But the word says in Psalms 97, 5, that mountains melt like wax in the presence of the Lord. And the only reason you're given a hurdle in a race is to jump it. You know, you're going to go through it. The Bible says that when the Holy Spirit is in something, you can run through a troop and you can jump over a wall. And whenever obstacles come at you, you've got to have the mindset is I don't care how big or what goes on. I'm all in. I'm going to press through this. Now, remember, the devil never goes to battle where there's no spoils. The only time he goes to battle is where he sees a treasure. And if you're gaining new ground in your geographical location, in your region, in the type of business that you're entrepreneuring or the ministry you're in, or if you're gaining new ground in your marriage or parenting, do not ever think that the devil is going to say, oh, yes, good, just go right along. No, he's going to fight you every step of the way. Every breakthrough you're going to have, you're going to have to fight for. But I've never went through anything and said, oh, I'm just as good as I was when I started. No, 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 I'm always better. So actually, I kind of enjoy the warfare because I always know what is on the other side of it. Now, you've got to ask yourself this. Who are you fighting for? If you think you're fighting for yourself, you completely missed the whole thing. I had a prophetic word one time from a friend of mine, Brian Humes, and he said this. He said, Joe, wherever you stop, your ceiling is your son's floor. And he said, mm. I, I just feel it so strong. And, and my son's five. And, and so it, the, it, the much, as much as I can do, as much as I can break through, and my kids, when I travel, they say, Dad, are you going to build our legacy some more? <laughs> and so and so I understand that I, I'm building for my region. I'm building for my family. I'm providing a place that my different friends 
Um, Jennifer's coming in a few months. Ryan Strange is coming in June. Dutch Sheets and Kim Malone's coming in September. I'm building something for our region that I can bring apostolic prophetic voices in. I'm fighting for more than just myself. Jesus Christ never did anything selfish. You have to get your mind and you got to get your fear off of yourself and see what God is calling you to. And when you throw your life into it, it will change everything around you. And I promise you, people are motivated when they see world changers. People are going to come alongside you. You're going to have financiers come alongside you. You're going to have administrators. Thank God for administrators. You're going to have <laughs> the people with the gifts of help, which they are straight from Jesus himself. When the gifts of help is going to come alongside you, and you're going to have intercessors. If you don't, people say, I got a dream, but you don't have intercessors, you're not even telling the truth. You better have a lot of intercessors encamped around you praying over your life. And when you get, when you just start stepping out, it all falls into place. My wife always says this, God wants your yes, your all in yes, before he gives you all the details. And I think that's one thing you honestly have to ask yourself tonight. Have I given God my complete all? And you'll know in your heart, not your mouth, but your heart when you do, and you'll see things start to fall in place. It's true. It's true. And, and it's okay to wrestle. It's okay that you're, you're, you're working it out. You're wrestling with God. You know, the, the biggest thing when you wrestle with God is you got to let God win. He doesn't, God doesn't mind wrestling you. He doesn't mind that you're struggling internally. He doesn't mind that you're, 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 you know, it's taking you a minute to catch on. He doesn't mind that you're, you're just working this thing out. He doesn't mind that. You know, he, 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 he wants your obedience, but he's patient. So, so the last thing I want anybody to do is feel like, well, uh, you know, because we're so gung-ho and, and somebody might feel like, well, you just don't understand, Jennifer. You don't understand, Joe. You don't understand what I'm walking away from. You don't understand, you know, what I'm letting, letting go of to follow my dream. Listen, I let go of a, of a, of a, uh, working with Microsoft, working with Amazon. I was working with Fortune 500 companies. I walked away from all of that, making a lot, a lot, a lot of money to work for Charisma, to, to, to just be a little news editor, just a, just entry level position at Charisma. Worked my way up. My next dream was, was being the editor. I, I, I got to be the editor of Charisma, the first female editor in the 40 year history of the magazine. And then God shifted my focus again. He shifted my paradigm. He shifted, you know, I shouldn't say he shifted his plans because his plans were always the same, but he, he, he gave me a detour. He said, now I want you to lay that down. And I want you to go into full time ministry. Now that was scary. Because of all of my provision, well, first it was with Microsoft and Amazon, and I was making mad money. Then I took a huge pay cut to work for Charisma, but I was still making a good living. And now all of a sudden, he wants me to walk away from all of that to go in full-time ministry by faith. I, I had to wrestle with that. I had to wrestle with it for a good long time. And I had to have people around me who I can trust, like JoJo, who, who, who I could used to be completely transparent with and say, look, I, I know God's saying this, but boy, this is a tough step. So I don't want anyone out there to think that we don't get it and how hard it is because it is hard. But once you make that decision, like JoJo said, once you make that all-in decision, it's not that all of the fear completely goes away overnight, but it becomes so much easier. It just becomes a lot easier. So, you know, wrestle with God as long as you need to wrestle, but don't wrestle longer than you need to wrestle, if that makes any sense. Amen. And I want to say something to the, the business entrepreneurs. This is what I tell a lot of uh, people, especially these young men. I say, keep your job, but part-time, do what's in your heart. And nine out of ten times within three months, they quit 
their main job because their passion and excitement is so real in this part-time job that they start making more part-time in what they want to do, and it shifts over. I know people who are working for major um, – we have a lot of industry in Texarkana – I mean, making good livings, but on their weekends, they started generating enough money they could quit what they were doing. Somebody else telling them, hey, this is what I need you to do, and they were just going for a paycheck. I commend them for that, but there are things deep in your heart that you want to do. And, you know, I I tell people this. I have – my wife and I have spent 17 and a half years pointing our life to a direction, and now I'm at the place I tell people I will never go to work again. I will only go to my dream. But as Jennifer said, if there's a battle to fight, I've went through it 10 times. I I, I tell people, my wife and I, we've been to hell and back 17 times, I feel. But you know what? Even though we're still in warfare, even though we're still in things, I can tell you today, I do not regret any one of them. And some of the hardest ones is when spiritual fathers stab me in the back, spiritual sons stab me in my back. But you know what? I still love Every single one of them. Jesus on the cross, there was stabbing them and on his side. And he said, Father, forgive them. They don't even know what they're doing. You know, and, and all through the, the warfare, because it can get intense, but it's worth it. It is worth it at the end. And I'm telling you, this is a time and a season when God is pouring out his favor, his increase in his blessing on so many people. And my wife says this a lot. The saddest people in the world are the ones on the sideline of life watching somebody else do what they were called to do. Wow. I want to say two things. I want to say, you know, first of all, some people that are listening to us tonight, you've been betrayed. You, you stepped out into your dream and people turned against you. And so you, you, you wanted to pull back again. But the Lord has been showing me that many times betrayal is for your betterment. And sometimes betrayals can be reconciled and sometimes they can't. So if you're walking through that place right now where you're getting persecuted for following your dream, people are betraying you for stepping out in faith, don't even worry about it. Don't look back. Just keep stepping forward. God will bring them back around. He'll open their eyes. He'll show them what you did, you had to do, or he won't. But that's not your concern right now. Your concern is following God. The second thing I want to say is I just, um, Jojo, by your recommendation, we talked twice about this. Uh, you've been telling me about that movie, um, the, the Greatest Showman. And so yeah. last night I went with, with, with uh, Vanessa and Austin and Sierra, and we watched it. And, you know, and here was P.T. Barnum, you know, the Barnum and Bailey Circus, and he stepped out into his dream, but then so did young Bailey. And, and, and he inherited that which P.T. Barnum, you know, basically built. But, he, you know, this guy Bailey, this young guy, he had, to, you know, he had to walk away from his inheritance. He had to walk away from the rich, luxuriant lifestyle that he had. He, he, he had to walk away from everything. He was ridiculed. His parents rejected him, you know, and, but he followed his dream. And he said in the movie, he said, you know, I, he said to P.T. Barnum, he said, you know, you gave me joy. You opened the door for joy. When you step, when you walk away from some things, it might hurt. It might be uncomfortable. You, you, you walk away from some people. You walk away. It might hurt, but there's joy that's coming. The Bible says weeping endures for a night, but joy comes in the morning. There is no greater joy than knowing that you're in the center of God's will and that you are willing to step out in faith and do something that, you know what, a lot of people just aren't willing to do because of fear. It, it's true and you know, I was in some, some, some different churches and, you know, comfortable and living and, but, but I knew that God wanted me to step into something and I absolutely 
love that movie. And, you know, I believe that comfort zones are the biggest enemy to progress in our life and the Lord continually doing stuff. And, you know, I just encourage people today, go back through your old prayer journals, go back through your old prophetic journals and ask the Lord, Lord, is there a, is there a word you put inside of me? You know, when God gives you a word, it's like a seed. It doesn't just come to pass. You got to take care of that seed. And I feel that there's a lot of dormant seeds in a lot of people. The greatest part of that movie, and I yelled out loud, very loud in the movie, is when this gentleman saw everybody working in the office building in the graveyard to the other side of them. And it was like, he said, and that's when he awoke in himself. There was an awakening inside of him. And he said, I've got to live. Some of you have been dreaming about doing what the Lord has put in your heart. Don't you think you've dreamed long enough? Don't you really think it's time that you wake up from your dreams and start moving forward? Move forward in everything that the Lord has given you. You know, it says in the word, it said that the righteous will move forward. And this is the season of your life. This is a crossing over time. You know, when the children of Israel were delivered out of, of Egypt, it was about 11 or 12 day journey that they went on for about 40 years. I feel that sometimes I was so used to the comfort of Egypt and in the desert that I didn't want to cross over because I knew when I crossed over into my promised land, that's where the giants were. I could stay in the desert where there was no real manna, but when I cross over, I got to fight some giants. I got to go shout at some walls and see some religious walls and regions. But you know what? If, if nobody's going to fight for the true promised land of God, you know, it, it's going to be walled up. But then I, I look up and I see a mountain and I'm like, oh, this is my time for my mountain. And so I've asked the Lord, I'm only 43 years young. I said, God, for the rest of my life, pour me out as a drink offering. Use me, God. I will travel. I will go. I will ride. I will birth. And now let me tell you all something really good. The number one thing I've said I would never do ever, ever, ever is I will never start a church. <laughs> yep. And uh, I launched one in 12 days and we launched one in 12 <laughs> days. And the Lord said, your region needs a kingdom minded church. And so I launched one and it is probably one of the greatest joys my wife and I have in our life besides our, our network and our children. You know, it's one of the greatest things. So sometimes you even talk yourself out of doing what you were called to do. Remember the story of Jehu when the, the young man of the company of prophets anointed him and he went back in to everybody in the army? And remember what they said, hey, what did the young prophet say? Oh, nothing. You know how they are. He tried to talk himself out of the word of the Lord that was fresh in mm. him. But you know what happened? He was around a bunch of strong men who were generals. They were um, colonels in the army. And they looked at him and said, oh, no, no. There's more to you than what you're telling us. There's more to you. So then he opened up. But if he would have been around a bunch of weak-minded people, they would have said, you're right. He is kind of crazy. And he would have went back to his very good, successful job in Ahab. And Jezebel would have continued to destroy Israel. But you know what happened when he got to the castle? Y'all ready for this? When he looked up and saw Jezebel, the Bible says that she fixed herself up all pretty. That's how she tempted every other man. But when the real man of God stepped up, he said, oh, no, no, I'm not going to fall to the way that everybody else followed. And he looked up at the eunuchs who could not reproduce. And they were tired of not 
reproducing, and the one that was holding them back, when he said throw her down, they didn't even pray about it. They didn't even think about it. They just grabbed her and threw her down. Why am I telling you this? Because when Jehu said yes to the call of God on his life, he was able to set so many people free from oppression and for the people that have been coming against him. When you say yes to God, you've got to understand how many people you are going to impact. Mm. Wow, that's good. That's so good. That's true. And I mean, and I see that in your life and I see that in my life. I mean, I was limited by, you know, what I could do, how many hours a day that I was working on the magazine. And I don't uh, begrudge that. I'm glad that I did it. But there came a time. There comes a time. And here's the thing. How do you know when it's time to move on? How do you know when it's time to transition? What happened with me was the grace lifted. Something that I used to love doing, I no longer enjoyed as much. It became more like a burden, more like a labor. Now, you have to be careful because you can go through seasons of burnout, even in the things that God's called you to do and just almost despise what you've put your hand to. So you have to discern the spirit. But, you know, many times when when God is calling you out of something, when he's done with a thing, and, and understand and know that, you know, God has dreams for you that are seasonal. Some some dreams are lifelong, but some dreams are seasonal. You, you, you achieve that dream. I don't know if, if you're anything like me, Joe, but I get... I get a challenge, you know, I get something that I'm after, and then once I attain that, I'm on to another challenge. So I've always got another dream. So there are some dreams that are like my life dreams, like I'm going to always walk in ministry. But there's different things in ministry, different things in my personal life, different uh, things that, that God, different dreams that God has put on my heart. And I, I realized that when the grace lives, because the anointing is to serve other people. But the grace is on your life. So my anointing to edit magazines did not lift. I still have the anointing to do with magazines, to do media. But the grace for that assignment was over because God's dream for me uh, had gone on down to the next goalpost in the road of life. And I wasn't discerning it because I was so comfortable and ready uh, to stay where I was. So, you know, some of you, if the grace has lifted, if you just, you know, you don't love what you're doing the way that you did and, you, and you've got this desire in another direction, you've got to ask God, is that desire from you? Is that just my flesh? And more times than not, it's, it's the Lord. More times than not, it's the Lord. Amen. You know, I've heard many statisticians say that 75% of people who have their very first heart attack have it between 8 a.m. and noon on Monday morning because they are mm-hmm. going to work and they're going to do something they don't want to do all over again. When I was a, a little boy, I was about 10 years old. One night my dad said, hey, son, come in here. I was already in bed. He said, I want you to watch the 10 o'clock news. And it was a, a big depot we have here in Texarkana, and it was a job fair. And they interviewed this one man, and he walked up. He was in his 50s. And they said, sir, what do you want to do? Anything, as long as you give me a paycheck. He said, I'll do anything. And my dad said, son, you can be 50 years old and go up to a stranger and say, I'll do anything you tell me to do. I'll give you 40 to 60 hours a week and do whatever if you give me a paycheck. Or you can find out what you want to do with your life and you put your heart and your life into it and you can do what you want to do. And therefore, you'll never begrudge life. You'll never be frustrated about life. 
And there are some people on here, Jennifer, that tonight this call is going to save their life. It is going to turn their mindset around. Is it going to be easy? Not always, but will it be rewarding? Yes, it will. I promise you, you will not regret going after the things of God in your life. Amen. You know, the Bible says that whenever somebody teaches the word of God, that they can lay hands and impart. And I know done a lot of ministry with Jennifer and even over the past few weeks, all the different places we've gone, people are telling me, Joe, the people that were in these meetings, their life is changed forever. And I was even down in Louisiana at a place we both preached, and, and, and I spoke kind of some stuff about dreams. And the majority of people, missed I preached four messages, but they all kept talking to me about, you opened up dreams in my life. These are people in their 50s and 60s, and like Joe I'm dreaming again. I woke up like a, a 20-year-old just ready to run it this week and go live my dream again. And this is what we want to do. Here's the thing you've got to understand. Everything is created in heaven, but it's manifested on earth. And the problem we have is we think it's optional if we do what God's called us to. It's not optional. That's why Genesis 1:26, God said, let's make man in our image and let's give them full dominion, which means when he gives you something, he wants to partner with you. He made the animals, but let Adam name them. He wants, God wants to partner with you, and he wants to do something. You know, if God's going to do something, he's just not going to do it himself. He's going to, he's going to give that word to somebody to do it. He didn't build an ark. He told Noah to. He didn't just save a people's group. He told Esther to go do it. He didn't go cry out in the wilderness. He told John the Baptist to go do it. And some of you have something that your city, your church, your region, and this nation needs desperately, and it's stuck inside of you. It spoke to me very clearly. It was, it was actually right before I came to your place a year, uh, in, uh, a year ago, December, he began to tell me to take the lid off, to take the limits off, uh, and that he would put in my hands as much as I could believe it for. And then the Lord asked me a question, and I want to ask you that tonight. He asked me this question. He said, how much can you believe me for? And that set me on a journey. That set me on a, a sort of a pondering, a, a, a dreaming with God, really thinking, how much can I believe him for? And, and, and it was a year, this past year of my life has been a year of transition, a year of warfare, but a year of dreaming and a year of seeing dreams come true. And I don't care how wild your dream seems. You know, God said in his word that nothing is impossible to the one who believes. So we just have to get the doubt out. We've got to get the fear out. We've got to get the limiting beliefs out. And we've got to just, you know, give ourselves permission uh, to just dream wild. Amen. One of my favorite scriptures, I'm going to read just a little bit of it in Ephesians 3 and 20. Now to him, by the action of his power that is at work within us, is able, this is Ephesians 3.20 in the Amplified, to carry out his purpose and do super abundantly, far above all that we dare to ask or think. Hang on. Second grade, y'all. Come on. I double dog dare you. He said <laughs> he would do super abundantly above all that we dare to ask or think beyond our highest prayer, desires, thoughts, hopes, or dreams. The word of God says he will do super abundantly above all your dreams. I'm going to be honest. What I'm doing right now in my life is far beyond anything I ever thought I would, would do. I'm living in bonus years, I say. 
my wife and I have are already in that super abundantly above all we dream because I really didn't dream that big when I started walking with God like this. But now when I pray this, God, you said you would do more than I ask. So why aren't you asking more? More than I think? And I'm a thinker. You'll do more than, I, than my highest prayers, my highest desires, my highest thoughts. My friends, what are you desiring? What are, you, what are your thoughts in above your highest hopes? See, my mom prayed that I would return to the Lord. She had no idea I'd be a minister. She had no idea. She said, I was just praying you to get back in church and rededicate your life. She didn't know I was going to do all I'm doing now. And then also that he would do super abundantly above our highest dreams. See, how everything started with me strongly five years ago is I laid down in our prayer room on, on my wife's Chevron rug, and this is what I said. God, if you have a dream for Texarkana with a wife and three kids and a brand new home and just was released from a church, I will spend the rest of my life living the dream that you have for this region. Dream through me, God. Dream through me. That was the prayer that radically shifted everything. And I felt the Lord say, all right, found me one. Second Chronicles 16.9, for the eyes of the Lord move to and fro throughout the whole earth, that God can find somebody whose heart is completely loyal to him, and God will show himself strong on their behalf. My friends, when your heart's completely loyal to the things he has for you, you've got all the backing of heaven behind you. Amen. Amen. That's a good word. I think we should probably wrap it up there. Would you like to pray for maybe we'll both pray for the people? I think maybe prayer would be an appropriate way to to go out with a bang. Yes. Well, God, I want to start off by saying over every person here tonight, you would show them, Lord, the biggest lies they've believed and the biggest hindrances they have of living their dreams that you've given them, Lord God, you would just wipe those away. So, Father God, I pray for each and every person on here. I pray for Jennifer and myself, Lord God, that you would continue to dream through us. Let us grow just stronger with you, Lord God, because I know you want to do so much through us. So, Lord, I just release faith and favor of all of our friends tonight in your mighty name. Amen. And I just thank you, Lord, that you cause us to, to see things the way that you see them. Your ways are higher than our ways. Your thoughts are higher than our thoughts, but you promise you do exceedingly abundantly above everything we could ask, think, or imagine. So, God, expand our vision. Expand our ability to see what you see. Help us, God. Give us grace. I break and bind fear. I break and bind doubt. I break and bind unbelief. These voices that defy your word, these vain imaginations that ex- that exalt themselves against your knowledge, God, we, we won't listen to them anymore. We thank you, Lord, that you've given us permission to dream. And we're going to dream wild. We're going to dream God-sized dreams because you are worthy. We want to glorify you in all that we are and all that we do, all that we say, all that we think, all that we imagine, all that we dream. So we thank you, Lord, for everyone under the sound of our voice tonight, that they would be dreamers of dreams <laughs> in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Thank you guys for listening. We'll be back with you soon. Have a great night. God bless. Thanks for listening to this podcast. You can visit me online at jenniferleclair.org or so into Operation Liberation, our missions arm at jenniferleclair.org slash missions. This has been a production of the Awakening Podcast Network. Jennifer LeClaire is the founder and owner of APN. Our heart is to inspire people and exalt Jesus with every broadcast. 
We're grateful for our advertisers and supporters that make these podcasts possible.